Clever Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Bienvenidas todas a nuestro show. We don't know what's going on. We're, we're already in a roll. Bienvenidas al episodio 194. Todo en español para que nos, no se confundan. No es cierto. I can't even keep it going if I wanted to. <laughs> Welcome to another show, the Level of the Now podcast. We're in really good spirits. We just had a really great guest for you. That means that you hopefully heard from our guest last week. She was incredible, phenomenal. I won't say much more, but we were just here chatting about working out and eating well. Obviously, our guest was a wonderful influence on us, but my mouth is still watering from what we were talking about. We were talking about delicious salads and Trader Joe's mm -hmm. tops. So, we're like going to roll right into this random. Ceci, Vero, bienvenidas. Cuéntenme más. Gracias, Tell me your stories. Muchas gracias. We're Gusto talking about snacking. Yeah, we're talking about snacking health, healthy foods and how you crave them after you exercise. And I talked about how I'm like, oh, I went to go grab a snack and I immediately grabbed like the nuts instead of like chicharrones, you know? Um, but no, I was talking about the polenta because you said you had polenta. Um, yeah, I, I sliced them up like you were saying. Y las meto al horno. And then I put, uh, if, if I have a uh, cheese and usually, uh, like manchego cheese from Costco, <laughs> you should support us. I mean, sponsor us anyway. <laughs> Costco um, Trader Joe's, here we come. I know. I know. And so I, it, los pedacitos de manchego, and then I put them on the top of like the planta and then I put them in the oven and they're delicious and the, the girls love them too. So, so good. Polenta, speaking of which, Trader Joe's used to have a ready-made polenta que ya tenía como all these delicious veggies in it. So I kind of stole it from that. Oh. No lo venden, lo vendían como una caja. Mm -hmm. And it had this delicious cheese. I don't know if it was like goat cheese or whatever kind of cheese it had. And it had these like red peppers. And I think it had like carrots. I don't know. But estaba riquísimo, riquísimo. And it was like, I don't know, se metajaba like a hearty little like era como like grits almost, pero en la mañana, you know, it was nice and oh, qué rico. But they don't have it anymore. They don't carry it. That so sucks. we have to do our own thing. But I love Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, stores like that. And literally, I went to Trader Joe's and I found it actually more economical than some of the markets around here. And back in the day, Trader Joe's used to feel like the expensive store. ¿Se acuerdan? That's not true anymore, friends. No, I, I don't think so. Not anymore. I think because we started going to Trader Joe's. Well, the first time I ever heard about Trader Joe's was um, through Cynthia because when we were in college. Yeah, so I maybe cre it was. Creo por eso se nos hacía caro. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Se nos hacía caro. And now, I guess, yeah, now compared to the other stores, <laughs> ahorita está todo bien caro. We didn't have that kind yeah. of money. We didn't have that yeah, kind of didn't. money. I so now it's like, it was. But I go now and I'm like, man, they, this isn't bad. I go to Ralph's no. or Bonds or John's and it's like una bolsecita. Sí, and Trader Joe's, caro. I feel like I get great things a lot of things and i don't feel i'm overpaying like i almost feel like no se están aprovechando from like i feel like sometimes regular supermarkets it's like they come un chico para el pan but maybe not the carne like whatever goes together yeah. it's just like, ah, but trader just i felt like it was still really reasonable like it's all reasonable snacks huh? aren't bad and mm -hmm. like staples weren't bad like milk and cheese i was like you know what i gotta keep coming here because i love it but that's one of my favorite are they all over the country are all of our listeners aware of what trader joe's is i think so huh no i think so I hope Let's so. Google if it there's real a listener quick. that's wondering yeah, what Google the hell it. we're Let's talking about. Now. If there's a listener even wondering what the hell polenta is, yeah. break it down, ladies. <laughs> polenta it's like is Italian, Italian grits it's, or something, right? Yeah, it's like cornmeal. It's como mm -hmm. un tamal de lote, but different. <laughs> un tamal de lote, but different. <laughs> I compare everything to el tamal de lote. Speaking of supermarkets, and since we don't discriminate, my other favorite supermarket, 
freaking Northgate Gonzalez. I uh, love yeah. me a good Ooh. Mexican supermarket. And nobody calls it Northgate Gonzalez. It's Northgate Gonzalez, but it's Northgate. Venden todo riquísimo ya hecho. And don't come at me if you need to come at me in the DMs. Some people have their own favorite. And it's maybe like La Superior or There's Es Vallarta. Mine's no, Northgate. No way. Good, good, Vero. She's <laughs> with me. But like their ready-made food is delicious. Mm. I love their... Tortillas hechas a mano. You can buy the taco size. Me encanta. Los con leche. Me encanta. Los tamales de lote have been slipping because they're not carrying them as much as they used to, pero me encantan. Like, Diego loves their carnitas. It's a really quick dinner hack. I order it on Instacart. Me llega aquí en 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I'm really in 10 minutes today. <laughs> okay. Pero así piensas. Así piensas. Yes. No. It saved our life this weekend. Llega gusto. ¿Cómo? Cuéntame. Así, güey. We were like hungry. We we're like, ¿qué vamos a hacer? And I was like, I don't feel like making anything. Like, it's always... Like Otto cooks, but he doesn't cook as often. He's not. He's he has to overthink it. I was just. I'm like, come on. We have four kids. My husband family's not traveling. We want to spend time together, not fucking cooking, right? So I was like, you know what? Northgate. We're gonna get Northgate. Agarramos guacamole. Agarramos a pre-cooked stuff. Agarramos tortillas. Agarramos. You know, we're like, let's buy um, carne para asar ya preparada. I'm like, cause we can prepare it, but I'm like, I don't have time for that. So I'm like, we can grill, talk, have a beard, talk, and, and chill. So we got our todo preparado. We ordered it, picked it up, all that good stuff. And we were not picked it up, brought over because we don't pick up, right? <laughs> you order it, bring it in. Thanks to the Instagram genius. Like I, I mean, that kind of was like, what are you guys waiting on? So know, I'm on it was it perfect. It's 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 like, yeah. And it, the carne asada me duró. Like I grilled on my own one day. Just so easy, you know, like, um, but it was just like fácil, super fácil. Comimos todos bien a gusto. Disfrutamos. Me duró la carne y se quesadillas the next day. And like guacamole and all that. I was, it was just ideal. So it saves you so much time and it's delicious. Instead of having to get your usual burgers or pizza. Because I'm a pizza girl. My kids love burgers. So we'll grill them. But cuando a veces you just want something de delicious and different, it's perfect for that. So I am with you. Que está mejor la carne de allí. La comida está mejor allí. Tiene, es de calidad. So I'm with you, Irene. Y mexicana. Y mexicana. Uh -huh. Y speaking of Northgate, bueno, yo no, yo no la conozco personalmente. Actually, no, bueno, no sé, but because I'm over here in San Francisco. But I know, um, and I've said it before in the podcast. So, Chef Marcela, if you're listening to this, uh, we want you as a guest. I'm putting it out there because she always talks about it. She always talks about que las tortillas y que, you know, she buys a lot of uh, a lot of her, her cooking uh, ingredients from there when she's making la mayoría de su cocina es mexicana. And then she, you know, and so it's delicious. We're big fans of it. So I'm putting it out there. We want Chef Barcela as a guest, as a future guest, para que nos cuente de sus recetas, de sus libros. So she makes like delicious foods and yeah. Anyway, putting it out there. She seems know. so amazing. Her life is one of those, like, it seems genuinely hers, but also beautifully curated. Like, she's so Mexicana, beautiful kids. Yeah, like, so. I, like, love, love the idea of putting it out there. So we're going to manifest that we're going to have her. She's going to get sent the sound bite. She's going to hear about it. We're going to tag her, and we'd love to have her. And every random show, we talk about food. So we've earned our stripes. Shit. We've got yeah. hundreds of shows where we talk about anything from the supermarket runs and what we made last yeah. night to what we're making tomorrow. Like, we deserve this amazing chef to be on our show or in the Guilfrey squad. So hopefully, Chef Marcela. I have such a warm place in my heart for that name because that's my sister's name. And we have one real sister. Marcela yeah, is a and really so I beautiful my name. Daughter. It is. My daughter, Sofia Marcela. And anyway, oh, she all is Marcela's Marcela? are armies. Yeah, yeah. My daughter, Sofia Marcela. How do I feel like mm. I did not know that at all? Yeah, you didn't. People Sofia don't know Marcela. Beautiful Sophie's name, Sofia Marcela. Beautiful. Dude, I was no, about to your last name. Triple no, no, me me robar, no me lo vayan a robar. I know. 
able to give her social security number or everything. No, it's the yeah, she's got the most Latino name of them all, which I love here. Anyway, this is the random show, so we're gonna jump right into random stories. And speaking about our kids, tell me why I was at a art thing this morning, volunteering. And I've been doing this for several years since my oldest was in elementary and he's a junior or whatever now. And so my youngest is a fifth grader. So every time I do anything for the fifth grader as of late, I get like a little sting of melancholy. We were talking about when you do something for the last one for the last time. So Vero can hopefully share her last of uh, the last breastfeeding story that she was telling us about yesterday. But before we get into it, I was thinking about that, like my youngest and, and a lot of moms are really sweet. And they're like, oh, that's right. This is your last year with us at, at our school. Man, I'm giving all my kids identities away. I was about to say the school name. I know. <laughs> Oh my God, I know, I'm like, good, I'm glad I caught it. Uh, so whatever, we're talking about my kid, my fifth grader, que se va, y luego me dice la señora, wait, no la señora que I was platicando with, but the one across from me goes, wait, and we had been hitting it off. Me and this lady have been chatting and being goofy and being silly. We're doing art together. She goes, wait, what Noah's yours? And I didn't think anything of it. I was just going, oh, there's like a billion Noah's at the school. Y le digo, Noah Q. She's like, wait, Noah Q, fifth grade? I go, yeah. She goes, I'm Luca's mom. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like everybody around just kind of looks at us like, what? And she's like, I know, right? And then we just get into it. My son Noah and his friend Luca this year have been getting into it, y'all. Like into it, like fist fights, like scratches, oh like God. wrestling. Like they were suspended last week, but in school suspension. So they had to clean at the yard. It don't pinche this madre. But like last week, we went for conferences and not only do we have the conference with the teacher, but the principal came. These are my homies. I'm cool with the principal. So when she walks in, Diego's like, we're really in trouble now. This is our last kid to ever have a conference. We've never had a second conference during the year. We're not only having our first spring conference, but the teacher and the principal are here. Like, what did we do? What did our kid do? So anyway, she wanted to tell us that she loves us. She loves Noah. But this kid, her and him and Lucas, se pelean, se pelean, se pelean. But it was random, but it was funny. But be careful who you talk about, what you talk about in front of, because then me and this lady just went in on our kids and how crazy it was and how she wanted to be call, call me and I wanted to call her and I could just see the pain in her eyes. I feel like this is her oldest and this is my youngest. So I was almost laughing, y'all. I was kind of like, oh, the boys have a love hate. She's like, no, no, this is, we have to do something about this. I don't know, fifth grade, the principal's never called me so much. She's got an Excel sheet on my kid and he's getting into it. And I'm just like, it's okay. I'm like, no one's a sweet kid. She's like, my kid's not. She's like, other moms can tell you, my kid's not a sweet kid. Like, and I was like, and I'm like, okay. Oh. And she's like calling another mom. She's like, Caitlin, Caitlin, is Luca nice? Luca's not nice, right? And I'm like sitting there like, this is the most awkward awkward art class anyway she goes let me get your number and she starts to program my number she's like wait i have your number i've had your number since 2020 and i'm like yeah your kid and my kid like once your kid didn't have money for the book fair so i'm the mom that paid so then you text me to thank me she's like i don't remember that why are they violent now anyway big old long random story but mad embarrassed today uh my kid's been fist fighting i met his mom thank god she and i are cool thank god the principal's not kicking my kid out but we totally had an alliance. The mom says to me, what are we going to say to them? What are we going to do with them? I told him he's not going to go to science camp. I'm like, I'll say the same thing. I don't know. I'm like, I've had his electronics taken away for a week. And then she's like, my kid too. My kid's pissed that he's still in trouble. I'm like, it's the best we can do. We need consequences. The funny story about this, guys, is that all the moms slowly but surely start leaving. Bye. Sorry. Hope you work it out. They start cleaning up around us. I was being super cool about it because I wanted to leave. I told all the moms that I had an 11 o'clock. I was trying to get out of there. But this mom was so sweet, guys. She's so frustrated. You could tell, like, kids and their life and their journey. But they're boys. It's not really, I'm not super worried. Like, they just 
putting hands on each other this year for whatever reason. Um, but my son is going to have a lot of lasts. And not only is he going to have a lot of lasts this year, he's also having some firsts too, like being called into the principal's office, being suspended. It's no fun. But I wanted to tell you guys that super silly random story because life is crazy and all the moms out there like don't feel bad tip of the day your kid's sometimes gonna be the great one getting the award sometimes they're gonna be the one in the principal's office and it's gonna suck do you and that's do that you, i will okay do you think something happens in fifth grade because this is not the first time that i hear that drama happens in fifth grade one of the moms that i'm friends with because her daughter's in kindergarten has two older daughters one in uh, one in third and one in fifth. And she was telling me like uh, drama with the fifth grader, the like, fifth grade girls and how the teacher like needed to talk to them. I don't, what is it like the transition to junior or high, maybe hormones? Que, que piensas? Girl, the girls are worse. I don't even want to <laughs> get started But the girls. Sophie had a really tough fifth grade because it was clicky and mean girls and all this, but she kind of was at, on the outside. Sophie was on the outside. She was just kind of like, I don't really have friends. And, and she didn't really feel a part of the community. Um, so we didn't have drama, but I remember feeling man, fifth grade has drama. And with Isaiah, I felt he was kind of, it was, it was good. Like he was somewhat of a social butterfly. His teacher didn't care for him much. So I thought that maybe he was under pressure because of his teacher. But this year, a lot of parents are saying like, maybe it's cause they're really trying to become independent and like they're feeling older and they are the oldest and they're going to middle school and they are kind of like popping up at the chest a little bit. And the cute little kids are not the cute little kids anymore. Cause I know has never gotten into fist fights and him and this kid this year, like, yeah, some como like tres veces. A, they, we get the call, like, oh, you know who was wrestling again? And I mean, he came up with a big old scratch. Like, Noah had a major mark and like they're getting into it. But I do think it's because they're changing and they're growing and they're leaving. And then Diego and I were just saying unrelated today how sweet Noah is. Like, we were driving in the car. We have a daily meeting that Diego and I have for like 20 minutes. So I took it from the car and he was like, let's check in on Noah. And I was saying like, gosh, Noah's just such a sweet kid. And I said to Diego, it's interesting how it's not translating this year. Like this year he's getting in trouble at school and he never has. And then Diego was like, no, it's not that. It's like kids go through transitions and change and whatnot. They can be sweet in one dynamic, but in other dynamics, they're probably different. They come ac across different. And I go, you know what? You're right. Because in his school, he's like one of the shortest kids, and Isaiah was too. He siento como que he overcompensates for being made fun of for being short, and they have that in common. Like his big brother had that too. So he tries to be like this tough kid, and he's literally not very tough. I, he's like the opposite. Go ahead, Vero. I think that was Noah in this case, where kids are just. I when I'm listening talk, I'm listening to you talk about Noah, and I'm thinking of Joaquin, just sweet, just naturally sweet, naturally born sweet boys, right? That. They are these sweet kids throughout the entire time, and then they'll take it from people. They won't, you know, se defienden what they can, but a veces no, you know, they kind of just recluse in the sense of like, I'd rather not choose violence or choose to defend myself or put hands on you because I don't want to do that to you. I'm a nice kid. They know they're sweet. They know they, they don't have that intention, but it gets to the point where, yeah, basta, basta. So, Whoever, you know, fifth grade is probably not only the fact that he's becoming independent and he's trying to find his own and all of this, but it's been like, you know, the, this whole time of growing up and, oh, well, Noah's a sweet kid. Se aprovechan people around him. You know, that kid's a good kid, the nice kid. They're not going to hit you back. They're good. So take, uh, aprovechate, you know, abuse, hit, whatever. And like, you get to the point where you're just like, I'm fucking done with this shit. Like, what up then? Bring it, homie. You know, like. I'm okay. I'm gonna put hands on you too. Then you know, like my mom taught me to love people and you know give the other cheek. I'm done. I'm done with that. 
So maybe it's that, that man where he's just like, I'm just fucking tired of people picking on me for no fucking good reason. I'm happy. I'm happy. Let me be happy. So I know Diego says we tell him because it defend it too. It's like a weird give and take. Like I'm always, I'm always telling him, just tell, just tell because I don't want you in trouble. Like be the title to oh, what? I don't. And Diego's like, no, hit back. If they keep hitting you, this little boy, that's how they're gonna learn not to hit you. If he pushes you, push him down. Next time, I'm like Diego, like what well, this is never gonna end. Like just tell, just tell on the kid. Go say that it's the same kid and tell. But you're right, Vero. It may just very well we get like fifth grade is also when you realize like yes, tuvo. Yes, tuvo. Ya no vamos a, uh, that's it. Like, uh, now I'm going to be me. And, and maybe me is like, I'm a little aggressive or I'm a little upset or ya me aguante mucho. But it does change a lot. This is the year that a lot changes. And y te quita lo peleonero. I'll tell you, when you finally <laughs> reach that fight, that fight que de verdad, you say, oh my God, they hit me back and hit me hard. That shit hurt. You learn to kind of be like, mm, don't want to keep doing this. I think I had one of those fights against one of the boys. I think I shared this on the podcast before. But one of my cousins, one of my cousins that would live with us, my cousin Ramiro, who now lives in TJ, um, he was always in and out of jail. Just like he had a hard youth, you know, todo eso. But my mom was always like, Ramiro, come stay with us. So when Ramiro was with us, Ramiro would teach me how to box. Like literally like box, not fucking around, nothing like, here's your stance. This is what you're going to do. This is how you hit. Okay, uppercut, you know, todo, todo. I would train on the punching bag. I would train on the pera, you know, the little all that good stuff. And with gloves on. And then he wanted to test my skills. So he would recruit the fucking dudes of our block, the kids, and be like, hey, tú ven para acá. ¿Quieres pelear con mi primita? You know, whatever. And I swear, like, I finally got my actual challenge. He brought in this guy, this kid, Tolino, that we call him Tolino. Um, Hector. A freaking and, boy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he would never bring girls. It was always the boys. So he brings Hector onto our backyard and there's like 10 kids like ready to watch this fight. Okay. I mean, están los vecinos. Like, I mean, everyone wants to watch because Hector was cabron. Like one of those kids where you're like, este no se calma. Like, what is up with this kid? Like, también. Like, he needed a chinga. Someone needed to give him a chinga. And my cousin, like, puts us the gloves. And he's like, all right. And he was counting. the Okay, ding, ding, ding. Tocó la campana. And we would go at it. We went for three rounds, dude. Three rounds. And this is the first time I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm getting hit hard. Okay, got to hit harder. I got to do this. Freaking At round three, my cousin los, nos miró a los dos, super colorados de la cara. I mean, I was getting hit. <laughs> he was getting hit. I was ready to take off the gloves and just go nasty. Like, I'm going to go, I, who needs boxing? I'm going to kill you with my hands. So <laughs> the point is that I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't think I want to fight people anymore. Like, in the sense of, and this is organized fighting this is my cousin's moderate making sure that we're you know we stay to the three minutes and that we're not hurting each other you know doing all this stuff so and funny. but it just got to the point where like it fucking hurts to get punched in the face i don't think i want to do this anymore and it's slowly i mean that was like me maybe 12 years old 12 they're maybe 13 so yeah, at that that's point, exactly like, the age i'm like not only that but 13 like he's starting to get stronger than my age. So at, at that age, yes, I don't la diferencia en las fuerzas. So anyway, it puts things into perspective. And later in life, I got into a fight with this other girl who actually knew how to fight también. And, and it was one of those things where I was like, I don't want to fight people anymore. And then she got her ass beat by a girl that really knew how to fight. So I'm like, there's people that you don't expect that can whoop your ass. So I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll fight you now with words and in different ways. But being physical, it must be really something that's life or death that I will have to do that. Um, but it's it just gets to the point where you're just like, I, I can't do this anymore. So it teaches the bully or the person that's okay to fight to slow the fuck down, también. 
So, yo nunca me peleé, ¿tú, Irene? <laughs> yo sí, este, I, that brought back memories que, like, I don't remember this about me, but, like, I grew up around violence. I think I may have also already said this on the podcast. Now we're sharing a lot of these violence stories that come back. But there was a girl that reminded me that when I was young, that I guess we were fifth graders or sixth graders, kind of know his age, she had knocked somebody down on accident and that I marched on over and I punched her in the stomach and that I said, how do you like it? that I defended some other kid. And I'm like, I did that to you? She reminded me, she's like, yeah, you just came over. She's like, don't like, don't mess with the little man. Like you, you punched me so hard in the stomach for doing this to this other kid. And I remember thinking back, like maybe cause that's what I saw in my family. Like people would just hit each other if they broke a rule or did something wrong. But I don't remember getting into it that, with that girl. But I do remember in seventh grade, like some girl was all being like catty and I, or I mean, I was an eighth grader and I already had my little boyfriend thinking I was like all fast or whatever. And she liked my boyfriend. And I was like, whatever, she wants to fight me, she can fight me. I'll meet her at the park. Yo te creída, like a chola, chola vibes. And I show up at the park, like pulling my hair back and taking my earrings off. My boyfriend shows up and tells me not to fight or whatever. The girl didn't show up. But I was like, who am I? What am I doing? That is. Shut the fuck up. I, I do what I want. Not a fighter. I know. I was acting <laughs> do what I want. That's the last, that's the last thing I was. I don't the think I, you know, the thing is that we grow up, like, we grew up in hoods, right? We, I mean, Inglewood, Watts, you know, the part, different parts of Hayward. Exactly. I don't think it was that we were being cholas, but it was just being really. The fact that we were like, no, you're not going to fuck with me. And you're not going to fuck with the people around me. Like, just leave me alone. Like, it's, it's, obviously you're like, okay, this is something that's common where we grow up and all that. But it's more like you showing up to defend yourself to, or to do what you're going to do. Like, it's not like, everyone does that. Everyone does that. And for us, it's like, oh, that's chola culture. But cholas are down for so many other things too, you know. But it's just immediately we think of that. But I'm like... We need, we need to also be like, no, I was being brave to stand up for what at that moment seemed was right for me. So I'm going to go fight you. And now we have to face things very differently. We don't face the, te voy a pelear por mi novio, but it's more like, I'm going to go fight you for my salary. Give me my money. You know, so like yes. we shift so up differently, but still yes. have that that courage to be like, we don't know how this is going to end. I'm going to get punched in the face or not, but I'm down. And now it's like, I might, I might get a no, but I got to be brave and, and ask. So if that no punches me hard, at least I'm going to say, well, you can't do it now. When can you? You know, but it's, it's just kind of, it's a different bravery. But I think it's beautiful when we, when we learn it young, because we know that, hey, if we saw violence, let's not. I didn't see violence in my home. Like my parents, you know, my parents was aggressive with my mom. I, you know, or for, that I don't recall, but then my sister says, my dad, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I never got to experience that. So very different childhoods, right? Um, but what I, what I, like, I told you guys the last time in the podcast, like, my mom didn't spank us. My mom wasn't one of those, like, raise her voice, no. So I'm like, how did I become that way? How come I'm like this in the sense of, like, voy a pelear, I'm going to defend people and all that. So I just think that it's beautiful if you have that spark of bravery of, like, I'm going to show you what's up. Like, you don't know that it's unfair the way you're treating this person. It's just beautiful to keep that ignited. And and now let it show up. Maybe let that cholanes that we call it, like, let it show up and be thug, you know, and, and, and being brave to ask for the things that you want out of life from your boss, from your job, from your boyfriend, from your girlfriend, from whatever. Like, es bonito. So if that's cholanes, I'm with it. But show it up and let it show up in los momentos que de verdad importan. You know? For sure. I, I couldn't agree more. I was thinking about when I was having this conversation with Diego today about Isaiah Noah being sweet. 
we talked about how he maybe just is naturally also sweet. Part of it is him being born into the sweetness because it reminds me a lot of his Nino, which is Diego's younger brother, who's just a sweetheart and really sweet with his parents and calls them and is always helping them and such an easygoing young man. And Diego was like, oh, you're right. Because my older brother, I would describe him as more the responsible one and the tough one because he had to be, he was in charge of us as the young kids. He's not as like, he doesn't come across as sweet. The older brother, will, people won't describe him as sweet, but boy, will you describe him as responsible and dependable and serio and fun. But the other one is a sweet, lighthearted, like something about their roles. And I think I see it in my boys, like my older boys, responsible, my serio, like kind of hard on his little siblings. Another thing that I sometimes think impacts my young one, and he's tired of taking his big brother shit at home. So at school, he doesn't take nobody's shit. You know what I mean? That's what I think is actually happening. So I had one teacher earlier in the year, like the only thing about Noah is that he does have a, a bratty 16-year-old brother that shares a room with him, 15-year-old brother that gives him a hard time. Like if I could say it and it was appropriate at school, I'd say like a brother that breaks his balls. You know that saying? Like lo, lo chinga, lo chinga, lo chinga. So I feel that it could be that. And Diego's already set with Isaiah and been like, look, dude, you're a lot older. You got to be better to your brother. Like we don't know. He might be taking out his issues with you that he can't take out on you because he's afraid of his big brother at kids in school. But anyway, who you are, how you're born, Vero, like that stuff manifests as a kid, right? So if I'm someone who wanted to punch someone for hating somebody else, like, first of all, I'm not the police. Like, I'm becoming porta. Like, why am I, why am I regulating what people should do, right? But when I think about myself as an adult, like Vero said, those things about us that we should be as we're older, like, I do like to defend people. And I was just telling Diego's story today about my staff being in such a great place and being such a wonderful staff right now. And I really like focusing on the 20 percent of businesses that make all the difference that make the money that keep you going that are the thing worth focusing on and my staff is one of those things that i love to focus on and like i will defend them to the death especially when they're just such a great staff when i know they work hard when i know they care when i know they're giving back like don't come at me about my staff you know like i will defend them but for the most part i don't have to i'm not a mama bear with them you know and they're, they're i've had staffs that have not been great you know like i'm just gonna sit back and wait to sell there's nobody to punch like they're not very good staff that's on me that's on me by the way good or bad staff i'm their leader right but i was thinking a lot today about Veto. like i will be very forward and aggressive to defend my staff when i feel it's right and that's the same little girl that'll punch you. I feel like you're like kind of taking down the underdog, especially when I feel people of power or position or higher status try to come down on my staff members, maybe because they're young or newer or whatever you want to label them, like Gen Z or whatever they are. Like I will come to bat for them, especially when they've earned that. So who we are as kids or when we're defenders or when we're, it's seen as that chola move there, be that as an adult. Like if you're outspoken as a kid, find your way to be outspoken as an adult. Like it's okay. And you might get labeled as a kid. You might get labeled as an adult, but it's you. It's not, not going to serve you to not speak up. Right. So we talked about that in an earlier show, but like we have to leave with who we are. So you're right, Veto. Like we need that. If we have that fire as a kid, find that fire as an adult, as a boss, as a employee, as a leader, as a business owner, like bring that fire. And maybe it's a quiet fire, a loud fire, but I felt like Ceci wanted to share something. I felt you're like ready to say something. No, I think, uh, no, I was just agreeing. Uh, and I was just thinking, I'm like, did I ever get in a fight? Um, it, it wasn't a fight. It was just, it was like, I was in eighth grade and um, the girl must have been in seventh. He said like, la chistosita. And I remember I was in the in the cafeteria and she walked by and she either like, she bumped into me like to be like all like funny or whatever, or like pulled my hair. Y me caía <laughs> so I remember like I turned away and I was like, and I remember, or I turned towards her and I grabbed her hair y la jale, and I remember casi la tumbo because I like, I pulled her all the way down. Uh, and then, yeah, she's like, oh, you said, but oh, whatever, but I didn't fight her. She didn't fight me back. And I mean, I was older, uh, un año older, but that was it. Um, I did have my chola days, uh, my little grupito. 
but I think it was it was like the first community, right? The first community that I was a part of and that I felt the girls there were like me first gen and we all like this is what we knew and this is like and i think okay so we talked about um because we've had esta angel right in the past um but i think in esa época it was like mi vida loca the movie was out and that's the first time we had seen uh latinas in 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 movies and so that's kind of like the community that we were creating back in seventh and eighth grade in my junior high here in hayward so i think that's how we Create a community, just having, you know, joining that little clique that we had and the chola vibe, the makeup and everything. And I think it that was, a, you know, my first experience with uh, a community of women, Latinas, little little Latinitas that this is how we we uh, united. So because of that, I think me dio, me dio el courage to like pull that girl's hair cuando me cayó mal and she pulled my hair. So. And you said such a good point, and that's like our tip of the day for this show. Like, we all need community, whether we realize it or not. We're all a part of one, whether we realize it or not, good or bad. And I think in different sectors of our lives as women, we likely were a part of a community, good or bad. And if you weren't and you and you didn't need it or feel like you didn't need it or, or felt you did need it and you couldn't find it, like, I empathize with you either way. But we all are kind of part of a community. The guest we had on earlier today was talking about her nurse world. And I was going to interject, but she was on a roll. But I was going to, yeah, it's like the nurse gang. Like she was so about like identifying with nurses and her crew and their gang. And whatever your gang is, it's so cool. Like it's your sports team. It's your cheerleading group. It's your church group. It's your, we all need that freaking community. It starts somewhere. And it may be your group that identifies with the gang. And it's like, quote unquote, real cholas, or maybe not. Or you think you are like posing as one, but we all need that. We need to come into our own. We need family. We need connection. And with the guilt-free squad, that's what I feel we have right now. Like our guilt-free squad community is on freaking fire. Absolutely on fire. New members every month. Incredible women. They support each other. We have our session tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Um, so by the time you hear this, it'll be long gone. But we, you can join at any time. Levelupatina.com. You can join the guilt-free squad. But it is truly a beautiful place to be able to connect. And we have a daily WhatsApp and that thing is always blowing up with support, with love, with everything from like, how do I handle this? My kid was bullied to how do I handle this interview or way to go? Like two people got the second or third interview this week. That was the last thing I saw this morning. Like someone gassing up the wins for the month to someone else buying a home ready to rock and figure that out. Like de todo está pasando. And what the girls have in common, what we feel is that everybody's just pumped to have each other. We have each other. We have each other and it's so beautiful. One girl said the other day, like, I'm so glad this is kind of anonymous because like I'm in Chicago and you're there and you're there. And, you're, and I can just tell you about these women that you don't know that are in my life that are toxic. Like help me through this. And I love that. Right. But at the same time, not so much because that Chicago group, there's like four women from the Guilfrey squad in Chicago. They're getting together Explore for happy up. hour next week. Hey, Rough yeah. Riders. <laughs> Rough Riders. has got a gang now. Mount up. But they're getting, they're getting together <laughs> next week. And so yeah. she, it's anonymous and it's not. like they, And then we have another girl coming down from San Francisco. We're going to see her next week. Like, Guilfrey Squad is becoming this beautiful, like, it's a virtual community. It's a online and daily support text. But it's also, we're starting to have these little pockets of this podcast coming to life. Like, these stories, these connections, getting together to gas each other up and be together and without the mic. Right. We don't got the mic, but we still have this vibe. So the free squad is our community. Really, really proud of it. And and yeah, sure. Maybe sometimes it's Chola vibes, but <laughs> we love you know it. What? It's all good. I, I love how how on the podcast finally someone said, like, I wanted to throw some chingarazos, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like, oh, I want to put some hands on people. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, that's usually would have been my thing. Like, girl, I'm fine. a plane right now. You tell me where these, these women are. And it just it's. 
it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see that todas no pensamos igual, right? It's like such a unique um, mixture of women. Uh, and I love how each of us have just different ways of processing things, the ways of doing things, and the way of sharing. So it's really cool to see how all these different minds come together for with these new unique perspectives for individuals, each and every one of us, for the different needs that we have. So it's so cool. I love it. And then we're still down. Bring on the chola. <laughs> Irene, going back to a little bit about what you were saying about your kits, because you kept on saying, oh, my God, I almost gave out this. Oh, my God, I almost like, you know, I, I'm not giving their social security number. I almost did. Uh, so I w I'm putting on my little lawyer hat right now because uh, this is a topic that I've been kind of focusing and um really trying to teach especially my older clients because my you know the the older adults in our in our in our department that are our clients uh they are getting scammed they're getting scammed and it happened already with two of my estate planning clients um you know we file we do the will that we do their uh, trust the trust um you know the the what is it? the the act of putting the home into the uh, the the act of putting the home into the living trust, then that gets documented with the county, the assessor's office, and that becomes public essentially, you know. And so I guess some company in LA um, is looking the, uh, up these people. And I think because they're older, they are um, sending these like invoices like, yo, so much, um, uh, such amount of money. And they see the name of their trust. So they automatically think that it's related to the process that they did. Right. I had one client get a letter in December and then in January, she's like, I got this thing. She's like, I paid for it. I'm like, no, what is that? And anyway, so after two months, I was able to get her money back, but just yesterday, an another client called me and said, I got this letter. And I said, have you sent the check? Or she said, no, I haven't. I just, I was wondering what it was. And I said, it's a scam. I reported to the Federal Trade Commission. So anyway, I'm putting it out there because, you know, for your abuelitos, for your parents, that sometimes they get these invoices or they get a text message. And because they don't want to be late on payments, they go, they go ahead and, and send it out. And even, I mean, even younger folks too like you i'm sure you've been getting people got be getting a lot of scam calls like um your social security is gonna get um it, it's gonna get uh, taken away if you don't provide it here or um your auto insurance or auto warranty is about to expire call here so that is happening a lot so i'm just putting it out there be careful no one's ever gonna ask you for your social security number uh on online or even over the phone and uh, people calling like, I'm your long lost family member and um, I need this money because I have an emergency. So ese tipo de cosas que está pasando, que son escamas, no escamas, perdón, estafas. Y este, and they're just taking, you know, and I, I feel our, our people, Latinos, especially older uh, adults are getting, are the victims, you know. So I just wanted to put it out there because me recordó eso que dijiste del seguro social. ¿Qué vas a decir, Vero? Pero también, eso de scamming nos pasa a todos. And it could be related to what you're saying right now, Ceci. Um, but you, people, men and women and young men and young women get scammed all the time. And it's something consistent. And it could be related to your personal information or it could be to your likeness as well. Um, but in this case, what I wanted to share was like this week, you know, 
my nephew was going through that. My little nephew, who's in high school, was like, hey, I have my, and someone on IG hit him up and was like, hey, if you don't send me money, I'm going to send all these pictures of you. And he's like, I didn't send you any pictures. You don't have any pictures of me. He's like, what well, does it matter? But I have this. If you don't send me this money, you're going to, you're going to, this is going to happen to you. Now, he was freaking out. He was like, I don't want anyone to think all this stuff, but that is a form of getting scammed using your shame, using embarrassment, making them think that they're going to put your name out there in a bad way. That is getting scammed. Men get scammed by, you know, by women all the time, by who they think is women. Women get scammed by who they, people they can trust. So being scammed is something that it's so normal now that you kind of are like, ah, like whatever to it. And you don't even know it's happening to you until it happens. And it's unfortunate. So we just have to be a little more aware, a little more conscious of like, hey, tal vez no, I won't partake in conversations with people I don't know on this kind of uh, forum, you know, or platform. But it's just so unfortunate that that's the kind of society, the kind of people that we, the, the society we live in now, that it's just so easy because things are so, um, como se dice, virtual and not personal. Yeah. And so distant that you're like, oh, it's just normal. This is normal. And the fact that we have lost that human touch allows us to be scammed a lot more easily. Nowadays, with anything, we could be from being scammed on, you know, messages saying that they're going to release pictures of you to, hey, señora, no pago su medical bill. So we're, you know, you need to pay this. And it sucks because right now we're seeing angles from different ones. Like, sissy, you're working with, these are your clients you're working with. I'm seeing it with my parents. My dad gets scammed. My dad's a smart man and he gets scammed, I think, left and right. I'm like, stop picking up the phone. Oh, señor, le vamos a vender vitaminas para sus rodillas, que no sé qué. Or like, hey, are you feeling oh, any yeah. ailments? Are you feeling anything? Yeah. Oh, well, my knees are bad. We have the perfect solution for your knees. It's like they're just waiting for you to give them info, right? And my dad is like, well, I don't talk to anybody all day. Let me talk to the people on the phone, right? So <laughs> he gives away his Dile credit card so easily. Salude. Pues le digo, pero no, le digo, ándale, llámeme, no, pues que voy a platicar contigo, pues de qué, pues de todo, dígame que le duelen las rodillas, you know, like, all that stuff, but it's like, it's so common and it's so unfortunate that it is our gente, but at the same time, it's happening to so many people that feel like, oh, I'm, I've done wrong and can lead to even worse consequences, you know, or decisions you make because of shame or whatever else, so beware to the scammers everywhere. Yeah, I mean, even even us, we will get random emails and, you know, we'll check in like, did you send this or did you, what purchase was this? Because hace poco, no, nos mandaron un invoice and I was like, what's this for? And I'm like, I think it's like a scam or it's it's fraud. And you're like, yep, definitely fraud. I'm like, okay, cool. Delete. But Do not you know, open. Even, even businesses. Do not open, yes. Do not open the attachments on random emails. It's getting so bad too. They're so sophisticated. Todo te avientan de todo, todo, todo. Like I'll have the random like, oh, your credit card didn't go go through. Click here for your Amazon, and it's like fake Amazon or fake PayPal, or we owe you money. Of course, they want to tell you owe you money. I never fall for that. I'm like, yeah, you know, how unlucky it is to have someone randomly owe you money and they want your bank account. In the nonprofit space, it happens a lot. They're always trying to scam us out of giving away our identity. I had a staff member who had just started working for us, and. Um, God, she's already been with us three years now, I think, right before the pandemic she started. But she got this random email that said, like, Irene, 
Um, so my name, and then it, 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 it made it seem like it was from our organization. But if you read closely, you would see that that wasn't our organization's email. I just happened to say that it was me. And it was signed that it was me. But if you read closely, the person didn't talk like me. Like they didn't type like me. They were definitely in another country. But they said something to the effect of like, oh, I'm in a jam. Like pay with your card, but I need like 50 gift cards. Did I tell you guys the story? Yeah, I remember the story. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to say it again because I'm sure I already shared it in the podcast, but she was sharing the other day that well, that was one of her biggest teachable moments at the organization that she felt for that. And we were all like, girl, when you're young and also not even young, like Vettel said, everybody falls for it. But when you start a new job, you don't know the process and procedures. You don't know that you're not going to have this crazy boss that tells you right away, like, do, 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 do this for me. She's like, yeah, I used to be in a job that we just worked like that. We got reimbursed. She's like, I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. She got her money back. Thank goodness. It was like, I think she may have used a credit card. That's why. But she definitely went and bought all these gift cards and sent them to the culprit, scratched out the back of the gift card and sent the photos to them. She got completely scammed and it was terrible. So today's a cautionary tale from food to fighting to fraud. I wanted it to all match. Food, fighting, fraud. F-F-F. Oh, I love it all. Fuck it all. That's awesome. That's that. Except oh, for food. We love food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, definitely. We never get out of an episode that is not um, explicit. Sorry, y'all. We can't help but be ourselves. But yeah, food, fighting, Please fraud. Please forgive us. All within Forgiveness. Reason. Please be aware. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. It, oh, is, it is Friday. It is Friday. Lunch. Ding. Oh. This game is going to go on forever. We're never going to leave. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we're going to give everyone their freedom back. Ah, wash it. And... Thank you for joining us today. This is a fun, super classic random episode. No curveball questions, just us chatting, just tres amigas, just jiving and connecting. Follow us on Instagram if you don't already, please. At Level Up Latina is our handle. Also on Facebook, at Latina underscore up on Twitter. Email us, email us admin at leveluplatina.com. We'd love to hear from you, share your great ideas with us. And the one thing we talked about today was community, and we are really proud of that. So if you want to learn more about the Guilt Free Squad, you can learn about it on our Instagram the link there. You can come to our website to learn about it. I think it's an absolute wonderful community. We have gym memberships. We have food memberships. We have memberships to so many things, so many online subscriptions, so many services, music, like why not have a membership for community and women and coming together and love and support. So this is one of those worth buying. This is not a scam or fraud. Uh, this is real people who really love you and care about you. So check out the Guilfrey Scott. Check it out. Sign up today. Join us. We'd love to have you. And until then, this was fun. Let's get on chingo. Let's get on chingo.